Welcome to track number five of the Mega Church. For a lift. And then I was sitting there in the yard where the trucks were, waiting for the car, the truck to get ready. And there was this guy, and he sat by me and I talked with him. And I said to him, Sir, do you believe in God? He said, Me? No, of course not. And I said, He asked me, Do I? I said, Yes. He said, Where do you come from? I said, I come from Africa, Ghana. He said, oh, oh, yes, you do, you must. And I said, and I said, why, why, why do you say that? He said, oh, he's been to Africa and so on before. And listen, listen to this part. He said, in Africa, there are very few, there are no solutions to many of the problems. There are no solutions. No solutions. So we need to believe in God. But in Europe, America, there are solutions. And there seem to be solutions. If you are old, there's a home, old man's home and old old if you are unemployed, there is unemployment benefit. If you are homeless, I bet there's shelter for you. If you are disabled, there are disabled toilets, there's disabled things, there's disabled everything. If you are hungry, there's hunger anger. If you're angry, anger therapy, anger management. Wow. Divorce crisis management, everything. But in Ghana, if you are angry, you just be angry. Nobody, nobody knows about it. If you're unemployed, it's too bad. It's too bad. Pray about it. And that's why the churches are full. And the pastors and the prophets are promising hope and giving hope to the people and giving encouragement and telling them that it is well that the Lord is going to move and that one day it shall be well and the people are using that hope to carry on living. Perhaps that is our greatest blessing to fear God and to know God. Amen. So being a servant makes you not think you are too big. Hallelujah. Anybody who cannot relate with Pastor Andy as a servant, you got a problem. Amen. Amen. And you're not likely to get to a certain level. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you can't relate with me in that way, you got a problem. Of course, somebody says, oh yeah. You see, there are people who pretend to be respectful. And I, I don't like, you know, sometimes people, someone, let me carry your Bible, let me do this. And I, sometimes I tell people when they are trying to carry my Bible, I say, if you carry my Bible, it doesn't mean you are humble. It doesn't mean you are humble at all. How many know that? It doesn't, it doesn't mean that all these things don't mean uh, anything per se. Sometimes I carry my little Bible, somebody wants to go, I say, look, I can carry this little Bible. True humility is in the high. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't help if you see you can help or you shouldn't do whatever. But I'm saying that the thing must be deeper than these superficial actions. It must be a real genuine following, a real genuine readiness to obey, to follow, to serve, and to do what must be done. That is a servant. Alright? So, how many here believe you are servants or bosses? How many feel you are bosses? How many feel you have the servant attitude? Not sure. 
Can I see those who feel they are servants? Let me start with the front row. Pastor, you don't have a servant attitude. Or you do. How many think you have servants? You don't think so? Kind of. Why do you say kind of? You don't think you always have a servant attitude. Why? You're not sure. Didi, why do you think she's saying that? You don't know. You don't know. Sometimes you tend to analyze. Uh huh. Do you think if you analyze, you can't be a servant? Huh? It depends on what you are analyzing. Araba, you think you have a servant attitude? Huh? It's a big word. It's a big word. To be a servant. Really. Barbara, do you think you're a servant to your husband or an equal? <laughs> we are going into deep waters now. John, do you think you're a servant? 50-50. Nadia, thinkest thou that thou art a servant? Why? You think you need to be a better servant? There's room for improvement. Really? Susan, what do you think? Still learning how to be a better servant. As you are. No, it doesn't help. Seven, six, yeah. Good, 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 good. Jocelyn. Joyce Lynn. Joyce Lynn. Mm-hmm. What do you think? You think you're a servant? Can Pastor Andy rely on you? Close his eyes and swear by heaven and earth that Joyce Lynn is going to be there. Huh? I guess. <laughs> Ernest. What do you think? You're a servant. William. Mava. 50-50. Now, why are you people saying 50-50? Is it you think that in your heart, maybe you may be doing the things of a servant, but in your heart you are not so happy with it? Is that what you are saying? Sometimes. Yeah, but I mean, every servant would at times not feel like being a servant. I mean, you must feel like being a boss sometimes. <laughs> Uh-huh. to do what he wants you to do alright well what I want to say is for me when I analyze that being a servant is a great blessing for me 
then I want to be a servant. That's the analysis that sets me on the autopilot. You get it? That it's my greatest blessing. Like I was telling you that I have a relationship with a pastor whom the Lord has told me to honor, respect. It, it doesn't matter. Nothing matters anymore except that word that I have from the Lord because I'm doing it unto the Lord, not unto anybody. That actually helps. It's like giving of offerings. Once you get that thing done in your mind, you, 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 it always easy. it's always easy to give. I don't struggle to pay my tithes or my first and best. No, 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 it's not a problem for me. The struggle is only once until you decide. Once you decide and it becomes part of your life, it's over, it's gone. The only thing that can be a struggle is maybe there's a new giving or some new project that comes up and then it's like they're calling on people to give. That is where you may now begin to struggle. But for tithes, offering, I've taken the decision that this is good and it's a blessing. And I just do it. It is easy. Are you with me? So I am saying what I am saying to let you know that you must decide once and for all that being a servant is like being like Peter, James, John, Elisha, Joshua. Name the guys. They were people who were servants and they received something. So automatically it's a good thing. You get what I'm saying? And therefore, every day of your life, if you, are, you have to be a servant in any way, it's a good decision and it's a blessing. And just flow with it. Amen. Now, I want to give you ten signs of a servant so that you know when you are being a servant and when you are not. Alright? Now, did you know that when you are a servant, you cannot be conscious of your age, your position, and your financial status in life and in society? Just make a note of that. A good servant, this is very important, is not conscious. You cannot be a good servant if you are conscious of your age. You get what I'm saying? Your status. I lay all of my burdens. Age, status, financial situation, social status, status. Now, Ben, do you think I have been a servant before? Me. Why do you say that I've been a servant? Now listen, I've been a drama before. Being a drama is being a servant. I've been an organist before. Being an organist is seven. I've counted money before. Counting money is being a servant. I've arranged chairs. Arranging chairs is being a seven. I've driven people up and down. Driving people up and down is being a seven. I've ushered people. I've welcomed people. I've sung. All that is being a servant. And you must decide to be a servant. So there is no one who is going to be great in God's kingdom or receive any position who has not served, served actively as a servant at one point or the other. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Very good. Now, 
Um, I just want to read it. I marvel at those who want pastoral positions based on their having a Bible school diploma. They are no nearer to becoming pastors than I am to living on Mars. Some people just attend services and want to be appointed elders in the church without serving their way to the top. All right? So, signs of a seven. Number one, seven has a master. All right? Malachi 1.6. A son honoreth his father and a seven his master. Number two, a servant is at the beck and call of his master. Okay? Are you there? Matthew 8 verse 9. It says, For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to one, to this man, go and he goeth, and to another, come and he cometh, and to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. Amen. The next one is, a servant is one who executes the commands of another. Alright? You carry out the instructions of another. So if I tell Pastor Andy, do this, he carries out my instructions. You get it? He is being a servant. Because a servant is someone who carries out the instructions of somebody else. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The next one is, a servant cannot be inconvenienced by any job or task. You cannot be inconvenienced. You can't. I mean, if the person who serves me in my house says, Hey man, I can't do this. Then he's not, he's not ready to be the servant anymore. Is that not so? The next one is, A servant does not see himself as equal to his master. Okay? The next one is, A servant carries out the wishes of his master. I lay all of my burdens down at your feet. And any time, I don't know what to do. I will lay all my cares upon you. The next one is, that is, a servant carries out the wishes of his master, Titus 2 verse 9. What does it say? A seven exhorts servants to be obedient unto their own masters and to please them well in all things, not answering again. Amen. Amen. Did you see that? Titus 2, 9. Let's all read it together. Check in your Bible. I lay all of my burdens down at your feet. And any time, I don't know what to do. I will cast all my cares upon you. Are you there? I will cast. Let's all read together. Titus chapter 2 verse 9. Exhort servants to be obedient unto their own masters. And to please them well in all things, 
not answering again in it that is seven now the next one is a servant cannot be embarrassed by his job you can't be embarrassed now if you get embarrassed you know because pastor calls you and he says do this or he says stand there or you know he illustrates something with you man you got a problem hallelujah Amen. the next one and that is in Philippians 2 8 and being found in fashion as a man he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of his cross the next one is a servant does menial jobs menial jobs John chapter 6 verse 12 can we all turn there and read it please I lay all of my burdens down at your feet many times I don't know what to do I will cast all my cares upon you can we read John chapter 6 verse 12 I will cast all my care upon you. Ready, go. No, could you could you stand up, please? Now, if I ask you to go around and pick up all the papers on the floor, go go around and just pick all the papers. Any papers you see, you get it. Look at him. You see this, the seven. You see this is what Peter, and apostle, the Pope. This is what the Pope was asked to do before he was made the Pope. <laughs> But there are a lot of papers on the floor. There's a cup here. You get it? Just not look at the servant. You see him working? This is what Jesus asked the disciples to do. Picking up, look at some a cup on the floor. And then there are some crumbs here. <laughs> Just use the thing to sweep the crumbs. You know? These are crumbs. Jesus said, John 6 12. And when they were filled, he said unto himself, Gather up the fragments that remain. See, there are some fragments from my donut that I had earlier. And he's gathering them. Is he not a server? Is it not a menial job? Oh. Look at that. Servant. Do you feel sorry for him? No. Are you happy for him? Because it means he's going to be anointed. <laughs> so if it offends you and it's difficult for you, it's, it's, you don't have a servant spirit. You get it? And you need to work on yourself. Say, Lord, heal me of any pegamostic pride. <laughs> Amen. All right, Seventh Kojo, thank you very much for your illustration. The next one, a servant promotes his master while he stays below. He must increase, but I must decrease. John chapter 3, verse 30. Amen. The next one is, have you got that? A servant promotes his master. The next one, a servant does not expect thanks or acknowledgments. If you are a servant, you must not expect thanks or acknowledgments. 
Can you imagine the seven? You know, I'm not saying it's, it's, it's not, you don't have to say thank you. But what I'm saying is, you don't expect it. It's like if they don't say thank you, you're going to grow wild. Look at Luke chapter 17 verse 10. So likewise ye, when ye shall have done all those things which are commanded you, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. That's what you're supposed to say. Hallelujah. The next one, a servant does what his master wants in the way his master wants it. In other words, a servant does what his master wants in the way his servant wants it. Like, if you have a servant who is helping to look after your baby, you tell the servant, I want my baby to have milk uh, in a bottle that is big, not in a small bottle. You get it? And so, that's what the master wants. And you do what the master wants in the way the master wants it. Can I have an amen? Are you there? Are you listening? Okay. The next one is, um, wow, it's gone. The servant does what his master wants, all right? And then the next one is, a servant ministers to his master of his substance. Now, Luke 8, 2 and 3. And I want somebody to read Luke chapter 8, verse 2 and 3. Please stand up and read Luke chapter 8, verse 2. I will cast all my cares. Yeah. Certain women. Once again, the women. I said the women. Read it. Which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susan, Susanna, <laughs> and many others, which ministered unto him of their substance. Continue. And when much people were gathered together and were come to him out of every city, he spake by a parable. Okay, now what? read the verse 2 again. Verse 2. And certain women, which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils, and Joanna the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna and many others, which ministered unto him of their substance. Amen. Which did what? Minister. They ministered unto him. Now this, listen, listen carefully, this is very important, because this is one of the ways that you can be a servant to somebody. What does a servant do? He ministers to his, his master. Is that not so? Now, what, how did they call Moses' servants? They call him Moses' minister, Joshua. Isn't it? He was a minister to, to Moses. Because a minister is someone who ministers like he ministers, he serves. 
Like I'm your minister, I'm a minister of the gospel. So I'm a servant of the gospel, serving the word, serving things from God to you. You get it? Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. Are you listening to me? Yeah. And also, so you find out that one of the ways by which you can minister, this is very important because in a modern world, right, you may not get the opportunity, Nadia, to iron my shoes or my socks. You, you, you understand? Because um, you may not be near my house or where my shirt is being ironed. In it. Very far. Now, supposing spiritually, you are a servant, one of my servants, as it were, you're, you, you become like a disciple or a servant to me in the ministry. You, you are not likely to be able to, like, I'm going to wash my hands. Nadia, I'm washing my hands. Can you come? And then Nadia rushes down with water. And then, like Elisha, you know, pours water over my hands. So one day when I'm not around, they said, we're looking for an anointed prophetess. And they said, oh, there's one Nadia who used to pour water on his hands. No, that is, re in reality, we have taps. You get it, taps. You just turn it like this. You don't need a servant to do that. But, and the water is flowing. Could you, are, are you with me? So that confuses people and they feel to themselves, I don't have anything. I don't have, know how I can be a minister to somebody. Listen, I will do anything that I have to do to be able to catch the anointing. And many years ago in 1989, when I finished my medical school, I wanted to leave Ghana. And what did I want to do? I knew there were anointed people. I knew that if I was close to an anointed person, I would become something in the ministry. And so I wanted to come to America. And, if, and I tried to. I, I got married. I did all my papers. I got ready and everything. And I wanted to come and maybe be a servant or a toilet cleaner or a sweeper or something. Maybe near Kenneth Higgins ministry or something like that. And be there. You get it. Yeah. And so on. But it wasn't possible. So it doesn't mean I'm not going to get there. I'm not going to be able to minister to the person as a servant. But then God shows us right here that these people, Susanna, etc., etc., they ministered to Jesus of their substance. Now, in this modern world, one of the ways you can be a minister. Or you can minister to someone is of your substance. Because the whole world is complex. It's, it's, hello? The whole world is, is complicated. And I think there's some feedback. Just low. Yeah. Hello? Hello? No. Hello? Hello? Yeah, it's okay. The whole world. Hey, bless you. You see, so she's making coffee for me. She's ministering to me. You get it. But, I mean, we can't all make coffee. You get it. Everybody can't make coffee. So she's ministering to me coffee. You get it. She's making coffee for me. So she's blessed. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm saying this because I want to help you. Now, how can you minister to somebody whom you are so far away from? And one of the ways which we're reading here is that they minister to him of their substance. God has led me to minister to the people who have been a blessing to me of my substance. Not because they need it, but because I know 
that it is a very important spiritual thing that I have to do. And that is, that is the only way I can be a servant and minister to some of these people. They, they, they don't even know my name. How, how can they call? How can Kenneth Hagin take his phone and say, Dad, come here now. And he doesn't even know what is Dad. He's not heard the name before. One day, I was in Korea. And the Lord told me, minister to this man, Dr. Young Hichu, pastor of the largest church in the world. I mean, every, any time I have come in contact with these people who have been a blessing to me, I've always known the first thing an important thing is to minister to them of my substance. Not because they need. In fact, I remember once I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I felt led of the Lord to give a thousand dollars to Papa Hagen. So I got the money and I was giving this money. And then he, that evening he started to talk about he was talking, he started to talk about his tithes. Now his tithes for that year, he said, he was giving he said first his tithe had been what, four thousand dollars $30,000. And now that year, or the year just gone by, his, his tithes had been uh, I think about $400,000 or something. This is his tithes. <laughs> tithes. So I thought of myself of a hippie brother coming from a hippie nation. $1,000 is a lot of money to me, man. He doesn't need my $1,000. They don't need my time. I mean, the man is 83 years old. He has everything. He's finished his life. He's finished his ministry. I was not giving him to buy him shoes or to do anything that he needs. Goodness gracious. He stopped needing things long ago. But it's something that, was, that I had to do for me, not for him. I had to do that for me. To receive what was me. And I, I have to have an opportunity to minister. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. They said, chooser, servant, all this, Susanna, they followed Jesus and ministered unto him of their substance. Not because Jesus needed it, but because they had to. So I'm saying this to you in Galatians chapter 6, verse 6. Read it. Galatians chapter 6. Who knows Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 for a price? Very good. The prize is a clap offering. Please clap for <laughs> Nadia. <laughs> I'll give you a piece of my donut after church. Okay. Galatians chapter 6. Who, who knows chapter 6 verse 6? Joycelyn. Galatians chapter 6 verse 6. That is not be where no, that is not six six, that is six ten. I think. Six six. Six six, have you found it? Let him that is taught in the word communicate. That teacheth in all good things. Hallelujah. Let him that is taught in the word communicate to who? 
to him. It's an old word. It's usually share in the new version. Share with him that is teaching in all good things. Listen, my friends, my brothers, and my sisters. Are you alright, Araba? Getting some coffee? Water? Alright? Amen? Are you listening to me? Yes. I'm sharing this because you need to know what to do to be a servant for your own sake not for anybody else's sake hallelujah so some of you when you have the opportunity should bless pastor Andy amen he's your pastor been preaching to you teaching you the word of God ministering to you Jocelyn do you know, you see, you, you, a pastor is like a lawyer. A pastor is like a lawyer. Many of the things a lawyer does are intangible. When he's even talking, you, you don't even know that he is helping you. And that is why when you call a lawyer's office, they just put on a clock. You make the mistake of calling the lawyer. You'll be surprised at the bill that you get. I was talking to one of our lawyers. Man, the bills that he said, when he sent me the facts of the bills, man, I called him after because he was a member of the church. I said, look, we can't pay this bill. You can't charge us so much. Every conversation, everything, there was a bill, there was a bill, there was a bill, there was a bill, there was a bill. I said, I was just chatting with you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I said I was just chatting with you why do you charge me for chatting with you <laughs> but you see the reality is that in that conversation right he as a lawyer was being engaged his wisdom his knowledge his input certain decisions today that would affect some contracts that he would write for us or some agreements that he would do all is affected even when I, I would meet with him on a Sunday morning after church and talk with him, he would give me a bill for that. Oh, yeah. He gave me a long bill like that. This, the first was talking about this here. So about here. Facts of bills. This, this, that. I said, man. After I called him up, I said, look, I can't pay this bill. We can't pay. <laughs> <laughs> and he said something that, 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 that I remember he said many of the services of a lawyer are intangible you, you, you don't even know that the lawyer is working for you at that moment as he's talking with you same thing with the pastor you don't even know how he's affecting your life or changing your life in the moment just talking with you maybe even put his hand on you and say bless you you don't even have, what an encouragement maybe that is to your life or maybe just a word and do this or do that. You don't have an idea of over the years and over the time, the input that if Pastor Andy had decided not to be Pastor Andy here, you don't have an idea of how. You see, it's intangible. That's why the lawyer sends that bill. Now, you know what I told my lawyer? I said, a lot of the service that we also provide for you are intangible. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we do all those things and we don't send a bill. 
you know but it's true and so that's what I'm saying that sometimes you people don't know the effect listen I buried two pastors last year I had the unpleasant duty of going on the pastor died on Friday and on the Sunday I had to go to the church to announce to this congregation that their pastor was dead oh man I said man I wouldn't want to do that again and as I stood there, I just, I, you can't even say that a pastor is. You don't even know how to what word to use. And as I was talking, and as I stood there, and the people were just looking at me, and then he just started burst out crying. Everybody was crying in the church. Everybody was crying. And I said, you know, he has gone to the Lord, beaten to the Lord, and this and oh man. And I realized at that point that people saw the value. What this pastor has been doing, standing there, encouraging them, just even that he is there. He is there. One pastor was getting divorced, and I was talking to him, and I was telling him how it was affecting so many other people. And he was, he was surprised at the way what he was doing was affecting so many other people. And I said, it, it, I said you don't have an idea how important you are to so many people and many people don't know how important somebody is to them so something begins to happen so God is showing us that we can minister to him that ministers to us of our substance it is part of your life of being a servant that is how in some cases is the only way you will ever have a chance to minister to somebody can I have an amen? amen? Are you still in the church? Yes. Very good. Your pastor has his birthday. You should use that as an opportunity. Now, I just want to say this because some of these things are practical things. When you take, people sometimes give gifts. They put a little plaque, a little, what do you call it? Jesus loves you. God is good. This. This is Jesus, the head of this house, and so many little objects. And I, once I was saying that, if I were to hang up all these things, my house would be more than a bookshop. <laughs> from one wall, it will cover from the ground to the ceiling there all this, the little objects that people have given me. And like somebody said, Sometimes the best gift you can give is what? It's money. Because the person can do because that little object or that pair of shoes. Somebody once somebody gave me a pair of shoes and I thought to myself, I, I knew how this person had really bought these shoes from the bottom of his heart. But I couldn't wear them. Do you understand? And I feel so bad. You understand what I'm saying? Because what you may put on me, I may not want to put that on myself. <laughs> or you may buy a perfume for me, and I may not use that perfume, or I may not like the smell, or it may make me sick. <laughs> I may be allergic to it. <laughs> it's real. It's real. And I mean, I, I, I'm a pastor, and you know, sometimes you have, and you feel so because you know that people out of their poverty out of their love are doing something 
for you and to you. So I'm telling you this because you need to know some of these things so that you be good. And also, you must know that your offering is a memorial unto the Lord. Remember this man, Ananias? Is it Ananias who was praying? It's Ananias. Cornelius was praying and the Lord sent an angel to him to talk to him about uh, being saved. Alright? And, and the Bible says that the angel said, your prayers and your offerings have come up before me as a memorial of you. And one of the things that a memorial is is that it's a picture that reminds us of you. Like if you come to Ghana, there's a statue there. It has been removed now, but it's a, a statue of a general who was killed at the airport in 1966 or 67. Hmm? 60 what? 66 or 67, yeah. So 66 or 67, he was killed at the airport. And so the airport is named after him. Just like you have JFK. This airport is named. And there is a statue of him. It's a picture of him. Reminds us of him. So your offering to a man of God or your offering to God is a picture of you. The latest photograph that God has of you is your offering. <laughs> oh yeah. That's the last picture that God has of you to remind him of you. And so when your offering is something funny, the last thing that reminds God about you is something funny. That's the last picture. So let us move into giving, Toronto Church. Amen. Amen. Let us become givers. Let's, let's say to ourselves, we are not poor, we are not under, we are above, we are blessed. God has brought us here. Whether we are students, whether we are this, whether we are that, we can make it. It is well with us and we are going to join the giving community. Yeah. Can I have an amen? amen. Can I have a better amen? amen. 